0: Welcome back to another episode of the Turnbuckle Post. I am Johnny Podcast, joined as always by Jesse the Body. Jesse, how are we doing tonight?
1: Uh, Not too bad, doing some yard stuff. We get some stuff done before we go on vacation
0: this weekend. Nice. Where are you going?
1: Uh, We're going back to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Oh, okay.
0: Cool. Yeah, it's not a bad little trip.
1: No, Uh, no, no, not at all.
0: Yeah, well, I hope you guys have a great time. And um... Well, that's been the Turnbuckle Post for today. Uh, <laughs> um, now we'll
1: uh, i'll be we'll be back on thursday so we'll be able to do a friday okay. podcast next week maybe previewing a okay. wrestlemania backlash
0: okay yeah that sounds good uh i, I think we're gonna try to keep it kind of brief today i don't really have a whole lot of structure but i did remember one thing we did not cover um last week getting swept up in wrestlemania weekend and all that was that tammy lynn sitch slash sunny killed a guy so you want to talk about that jesse
1: yeah, I mean, she's been a hot mess for years. She, she just hasn't been the same since, honestly, man, since WWE released her. Yeah, yeah. I think she's just just had all kinds of issues, and and I understand WWE wanting to distance themselves, but you know, she's she's been in trouble with the law so many times. She's done pornography, mm-hmm. and you know, I I just don't know what it's going to take for her. I, maybe this is what it's going to take for her to finally straighten up, but it's too bad it had to it had to be at the expense of a of an innocent man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, we we definitely I I don't want to belittle people's demons or, um, you know, say, oh, you can just get better. Like, I I understand addiction is difficult. Mental illness is difficult. Um, She seemed to been into a spiral ever since, like you said, like the click days and when she was, you know, cheating on Chris Candino behind his back. Um, then he died. And I think she's been in a spiral of guilt ever since I'm not a psychologist, but that's my amateur diagnosis of her. And, um, you know, like you said, I mean, she's gone through rehab, she's been in jail, um, which is kind of a forced rehab and, and nothing's really helps her improve her life situation. And, and I don't know at this point what it would take. Um, you know, and, and like you said, you know, this is now, now it's not just hitting rock bottom. You're, you're, hurting other people um you know self-destruction is one thing but but to harm another person is a an entire entirely different ball game so um i don't really have any other thoughts on it i just i know we wanted to talk about it and um you know like i said my amateur analysis aside i think you know let's just hope that you know just like anybody that needs help um you know let's hope that sunny gets the help that she needs but
1: yeah, I mean, it, it is like, I said, it's just, it's an unfortunate situation all around it. Yeah. It's something that, that, that could have been avoided with, you know, and, and, she, and she'd and go through these, these periods, man, where she'd get better, and mm-hmm. then she'd start to go back down again, and then get, and it seems like each situation was worse than the other one, and this is, honestly, man, this is about as worse as you can get.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, we've seen what the, what the spiral of, you know, mental illness and, and drugs and alcohol can do. You know, to these people that you know their bodies are wrecked too. From oh, I mean, Sonny didn't take that many bumps, but but uh, but you know, the travel that you know, the travel's a grind, it really wears them down. And then you know, we've seen guys like Jake, guys like Scott Hall, uh, Buff Bagwell's in the accountability crib now, um, trying to get over his substance issues. So, um, you know, there's and Sean Waltman gave up everything, uh, gave up weed and all that, uh, and he's made a comeback. Um, here recently so um, you know there's 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 light there but I think you just you have to get with the right people and get the right help that you need and um, unfortunately I don't think she's done that yet but and, and, and more like bigger picture I think I feel like WWE kind of is it's part public relations to have this rehab um, and it's part you know genuinely trying to help people um but i think if it's if it's all 100 percent genuine and and altruistic they're not going to publicize it um but you know they've been publicizing they've been sending to rehab since the beginning so um, that that's not a swipe at wwe it's just to say you know if you're going to do these things do them you know what you do you know away from cameras you know defines your character so um anyway Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. It's it's fine. I mean, like, yeah. like you said, you know, they've they've thrown out, and, and even if it's not an altruistic thing, they've thrown out so many chances for yeah. everybody else. There just comes a point where people need to take responsibility for their actions.
0: Yeah, and, and in a certain point, you know, when you help somebody over and over and they keep burning you, you're just becoming an enabler, um, and I'm sure WWE doesn't want to do that either. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a tough situation. It's a tough situation for individuals and, 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 you know, in this case, for a company or for, you know, any, any individuals that, you know, might be affected, but, um, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, you're all right. I I got the lizard on my chest and she's, she's deciding to go squirrely on me now. So, (laughs) um, but so... Might the same Jesse's thing. getting instructions from the home boss right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. It's okay. I understand. Um. Um, so uh, the other thing that I really wanted to talk about, and I don't know if you got a chance to see it or not, obviously uh, FTR is, uh, is ruling the world right now um, as far as tag team wrestling goes. And they had a one-on-one match the other night. Uh, they worked in several spots from uh, Brett and Owen matches. Uh, I thought it was really cool. Uh, their their gear was uh, was Hart Foundation-inspired. Um, you know, as a big Brett Hart mark, a big guy, big fan of his work, you know, his entire career, I, I really uh, yeah. I marked out for that. I don't know if you saw any of it or not.
1: No, I had read about it online. I know that they, they did a lot of spots from, like, Brett and Owen matches and mm-hmm. – I mean, if anything, it shows how much of an influence Bret Hart is. CM Punk, yeah. the, he's done the same thing. Uh, speaking of him, he just signed a, I guess, a lucrative legends deal with WWE where he will not be allowed to be on anybody else's television. Now, he can still do indie appearances, but he yeah. can't anybody's television programs. Like, he yeah. can't do on Dynamite or Impact or anything like that.
0: Yeah, so to back up, Jesse's not talking about CM Punk. He's no. talking about Bret Hart. Yeah, um, Bret Hart, sorry. Yeah, so... And I think this was, you know, for a specific reason. And that's because, I mean, Bret Hart does have value. His name has, his legacy has value. But at the same time, I think, you know, with AEW being a competitor with, you know, everything that's going on with the Owen, I think they wanted to keep him as far away from AEW television as they could. And, um, you know, good for Bret for, you know, using that situation to his advantage and, and making a lucrative, you know, lucrative deal that's going to keep him and his family set for a, for a long time and he doesn't have to work about, worry about, you know, working or doing any. I mean, I'm sure it's just for toys or, you know, appearances, but um, but yeah, good for him for, for doing what was right for himself. So um, yeah, like I said, I, I'm loving all the Bret Hart tributes. Uh, I know the the final pin of that match, uh, they used the, uh, the finish from Mr. Perfect in and Bret Hart and from SummerSlam Summer uh, '91. Yeah, um, yeah. So they use the you know the double roll up. Um, you know, it, it was a lot of fun, and I would definitely recommend. You know, for for as much as we talk about you know the flippy shit, the things that grab the headlines, it's really you know these, you know these transition wrestling, this catches catch can wrestling, that is really what is the, the heart and soul of professional wrestling in my mind um you know i don't i don't hate the flippy shit just because i think it's entertaining but i think if you do it so much it waters it down and uh you know i this... think that's
1: part of the problem too with with a not to interrupt you but with aw no, is right. the fact that they do have a lot of action on their shows mm-hmm. but it's a lot of style no substance yeah a lot of steak no no, no a lot of sizzle no steak. I mean, yeah absolutely need to focus on, as important as the action is story is also important right and I think that's something that they that they really need to to focus on more. Yeah. Just a general opinion on that.
0: Well, I know, and and, and and like to your point, um, you know, you maybe you can do a 450, but why are you going to do that on a random episode of Raw, or in a random episode of Dynamite when people will pay to see you do it on pay per view? Yeah, like you can tease it, you can you know act like you're going to hit it, but but that's why Raw well, just...
1: SmackDown don't give out big matches every week. They want people to. Yeah, I mean, it don't matter now because they're premium live events, but they want people to see those premium live events yeah. and to see, see the great stuff that they do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they really show out for WrestleMania and things like that. I mean, think AJ did spring, Springboard 450 and his match with Edge. Like, you know, he could do that any day of the week, but to save it for a big spot makes it mean something. And I think that's where, you know, that's where the line is drawn in, in my mind is like, you know, wrestling at its heart should be this you know, should be as close to, you know, grappling and, and fighting as, as as close to MMA as you can get without it being too overly realistic. But at the same time, like, sometimes in MMA, you get these athletic moves, these things that you, people have never seen before, like Anthony Pettis jumping off of a cage. Um, you know, so it's stuff that can't happen in a real fight, but when you do it every week, it doesn't mean anything, um, is, is really my – Long winded way to get back to, to my original point, but but I absolutely agree with you. I think where's the you know, where's the sell? Where's the where's the hook? Like, okay, we're just going to see you do the same shit for $50. Um, you know, it's not there's no hook there unless you especially have,
1: being you know. in AEW because they still they don't have they don't have like a, a network yet, like WWE has a yeah. peacock to be able to sell get their premium live events, maybe maybe for $10 a month, they're still doing you know the, the $50 a month, and to do that. You really yeah. got to, like you said, hook people in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I want to watch Hangman and Punk. Um, I think it'll be a great match, you know, to, to headline Double or Nothing. And then, um, you know, they'll have that super show, the, you know, the following month. But, um, but you know, I, you know, I, I'm not poor, but I have a budget. And I can't just blow 50 bucks every time I want to watch a wrestling show. And, you know, I... I would love to do it for this, for this podcast. I would love to be able to watch it, but at the same time, like at the end of the day, like, you know, there's YouTube, there's other avenues to try to catch some of this stuff other than, you know, paying, popping down 50 bucks to watch the young bucks have the same, you know, spot fest that they had, you know, last week on dynamite for free. And, and, and really like, and what you said earlier really got me thinking about, you know, there's a lot of parallels between AEW and WCW and, And unfortunately, I think that's the big one there is, you know, they're giving away a lot on free television. Um, You know, the week of Battle of the Belts, instead of saving every championship match for the Battle of the Belts on a Saturday night, they had uh, championship tag team championship matches and women's championship matches on Dynamite. They had the AEW World Championship on, on Rampage. And then you want to ask people to tune in on Saturday to see this special, and, and it was headlined by John Gresham defending the ROH World Title, and um, uh, there was another one that I can't think of what it was now, but 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 they gave away a, a Texas Death Match between Adam Cole and Adam Page for free, like I just and, and I mean Battle of the Belts was free too, but you know you're not going to pop any ratings by giving away free stuff on your yep. worst show. Um, you know, and I don't think it made any impact on the ratings of that show just because the time slot is so freaking terrible. Yeah, I mean, I,
1: it's not like we're talking about won't go back to FTR. They're really like raising their stock where they're making WWE take notice mm-hmm. because WWE wants them back. They, they want Wardlow. They, they got yeah. Rhodes back. I think the way they've been booking Rhodes, man, they've been booking him the right. Even though they had the Randy Orton 20th anniversary celebration on Monday's Raw, Cody mm-hmm. still a part of that. He was a part yep. of the legacy. A big part of you know, a big part of him gaining some attraction was being a part of that legacy group. And I think, you know, he does he does thank Orton for that, for being able to yeah. to, to take him and um Jr. at the time he's no longer wrestling under his wing like that. But yeah. I think the way Cody's been booked, man, it's it's it's, it's been awesome to see. I'm I'm yeah. really happy that he is getting the recognition that he yeah. richly deserves.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, you know, he's worked on himself for for 6 years and now he's back to where he started and and really, you know, he's not at the level that he started at or that he ended at. You know, he's already elevated his profile and and you know, like you said, you know, 20 years of Randy Orton, but but it, it was definitely Randy Orton that helped elevate Cody the first time around. Um, you know, him and Ray Mysterio had really great programs with, with Cody. If you go back and watch when he was the dashing one and, and, um, you know, the, the, you know, the masked, you know, hideous gimmick where he wore a plastic mask and put, you know, um, you know, I think, uh, Randy Orton ended up breaking that with a DDT on the floor, but, but yeah, I mean, like you said, and then, you know, the first big WrestleMania match that Cody had was a triple threat between himself, Randy Orton and Ted DiBiase. Um, so like you said, this is a guy that, you know, 20 years in the business, he gave he gave a lot of guys a lot of opportunities. And and now Riddle's just the most recent guy to to really benefit from that. But like you said, Cody has been treated as, as a star since he's came back. And I think this is a, a sign. I mean, we talked about this last week, but I think this is a sign that Vince McMahon has, has softened his ways and is now like, OK, if this guy can draw over here, let me bring him over here and put my entire machine behind him and let him do the same thing. And I'm gonna make him the biggest star possible. Like
1: I, I, th- I think we can both agree. If you get the WWE machine behind you, there's no limit to where you can go.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, sometimes sometimes they miss the mark. I mean, but at the same time, like they this was one of those times where, you know, like I always say, you know, I like AEW, I like WWE. When WWE does it right, they do it better than anyone else. And this was one of those cases where they didn't tweak it. They didn't touch it. They just literally let him. I mean, he had the Cody Vader. He had the fireworks. He had the song. He had the entrance gear. Like, they didn't tweak a damn thing about him. And it was exactly what it, – it's what makes him different. It, it's what makes him stand out versus the rest of the roster.
1: I don't know about you, man, but I – some Spoilers for WrestleMania. And mm-hmm. when I heard his song come up and they had the American – I was like I, – I was so excited, man. I was giddy because yeah. it's like WWE not – go back on their word they let him come out to his his music they let him be himself man that was just so awesome to me
0: yeah and 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 back to our our larger point about FTR and and, you know I, I know you know Wardlow said that he's not interested he wants to stay in AEW um I know MJF has said he wants to be the biggest free agent in wrestling in 2024 um and then uh the Revival have said you know they're they're uh flattered by the interest but at the same time they're not gonna disrespect tony khan by talking to wwe while they're under contract and there and i think uh dax harwood also said like we're worried that if we went back it would just be the same tag team thing um and i think you know i think thankfully you know i think the usos are kind of changing that i think new day's kind of changing that but but there's still that that hesitancy you know especially from guys that are tag team specialists to go to a company that has not always treated tag team wrestling with any priority um it would be like a, a female wrestler right now trying to go to to AEW. like am i going to be treated like a priority or am i going to be treated like you know just another toy on the, to- on the in the toy box um yeah and, speaking
1: of that i don't know if you want to talk about it, but becky they had an interview with becky lynch where she's like she acknowledged the fact that AEW just doesn't give they enough time, enough time to, to develop, to develop characters. When she said that WWE's doing it better than anyone as far as the women go, she wasn't lying.
0: Yeah. No, I, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, these are fully fleshed out characters. I might not like Charlotte. I might not like Ronda, but they're fully fleshed out characters. I might not, I mean, and, and I really enjoy Becky. I really enjoy Bianca Belair. I really enjoy Liv Morgan. I really enjoy Rhea Ripley. Like, I can name these people off the top of my head and tell you what their gimmick is. Whereas AEW, I can tell you what Britt Baker's gimmick is. I can tell you that she does a Japanese lady that, you know, uh, you know, smacks people with a kendo stick sometimes. And she, she uh, faced Serena Deeb several times now. And Serena Deeb is a, is a submission specialist. But other than that, I mean, they haven't really defined anybody other than their alliances with Britt Baker. And, you know, I, I love Britt. You know, I think she's got a, a little bit of improvement to make in the ring, but. Um, you know, I think her her promos are usually good. Her one in Pittsburgh was the drizzling shits, but, um, but, uh, but, you know, there, you just gotta expand that scope. You can't just have it be Britt Baker and friends. Um, and, and, you know, Thunder Rosa is the women's world champion and she's like put on the back burner. Um, and, and obviously, you know, she's not the most gifted talker, but, but, you know, put a mouthpiece with her, you know, give her that opportunity to to be that big star that she can be. And um, that's just, it's frustrating. I know Deanna Perrazzo's got a match this coming week. Uh, She's going to unify the ROH Women's World title with uh, Mercedes Martinez. So I'm excited for that. And I think, you know, the Virtuoso getting another chance here to really show what she's got. Is is good for wrestling. She's been like, I mean, we talked about this it, big fish, small pond type of thing, but she's been killing it in Impact, and I think you know her coming over to Ring of Honor slash AEW or or just passing that torch to Mercedes Martinez is going to mean something. Yeah. Um, so, um, that was something else I was just thinking about. Now I don't remember what it was. Well, speaking uh, of
1: like uh, Impact women, there's a <clears throat> new store going out this week that they. They are retiring from wrestling as of now. So, if people don't know, the former uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, real names Cassie Lee and uh, Jesse McKay, mm-hmm. are uh, known as the inspiration. They have decided wrestling, which is a little surprising to me. I thought they were getting a good push and impact, but maybe they want to try something else. I know that there was rumors that they may, do doing OnlyFans together, which would yeah. uh, definitely spark some interest, yeah. But I didn't know what your thoughts were
0: on that. I think Jessica McKay already has one, um, and these these women have made, I mean, small fortunes off of OnlyFans. Um, I know Tony Tony Storm. I think took in six figures when she first started hers. Um, you know, Brandy Lauren that used to be in uh, WWE for a cup of coffee, and she's done some stuff with Impact. She's OnlyFans now um i mean like they these women are making boatloads of cash from you know just you know uh, for lack of a better phrase horny guys um or horny women i guess um so so good for them if they can do that you know if that's if that's something that they're interested in you know i i'm i support that not not financially if my wife is listening um, but, but I support that as far as, you know, do what, do what you do best. If that's it, you know, good, good for you. You know, if you can make money off of that, that's great. Um, you know, like, I don't like, know
1: if they're, if they're straight out doing nude or if it's just yeah. about as close to nude as you're going to get. But. Yeah.
0: And it, and it could be that I know, uh, I think Jordan, uh, Jordan Grace does not completely nude. I think, um, you know, like I said, it's just, it's just sexual stuff and people will pay to see it whether it's completely nude or not. Um, right. you know, there's, there's enough guys out there that are willing to pay for feet that. I'm sure they can pay their monthly mortgage. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, good, good for them, good for them, you know, being entrepreneurs and doing what they want to do. And, you know, I, I hate to leave them as, as a part of wrestling, but at the same time, I totally understand, you know, if you have the ability to make more money somewhere else, you know, by all means do it. Like, There's no, there's no loyalty in business. They will cut you the second things get hard. So, you know, why be loyal to that? Uh, so. Well,
1: not, not only that, but I mean, never say never in the business. Yeah, they, exactly. could, they could decide at any point, hey, I'm, I want to come back. You know, many, many women and men, for that matter, have done that many many times. I just thought it was interesting that they both are. So it's making me think they have a some kind of business venture going together. They've been friends since school. So I can imagine anything they, they do together is going to spark some interest yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. So, um, and I know like Tyler, or uh, I wanted to call him Ty Dillinger. Um, Sean Spears has his own wrestling academy with uh, Tyler Breeze, um, called Flatbacks, and and you know obviously Sean's still working with AEW under contract. So, I'm sure you know they're they're financially stable enough to you know they can make that change and not not have to worry about too much. Um, so. Um, just trying to think what else what else you got in in mind, Jesse? I don't I don't really have a whole lot going on right now. I've been watching old WCW and I'm trying to get caught up on Raw, you know, from recent episodes, but Well, yeah. they
1: just turned uh, Rhea Ripley raw and honestly, man, I think that's the best thing for her. Mm-hmm. She I think I think she could be a natural heel. She she's good as a face, but I think she's intimidating. She mm-hmm. looks great. I mean, she just she could really pull off being an intimidating badass heel in the yeah. land of like a Bobby Lashley or a Roman Reigns. And, yeah. you know, there is talk of putting her with Edge's new group that we just found out the name of. It's called Judgment Day. Yeah, I saw that. So, yeah. so far as him and Damian Priest, I think Rhea Ripley's going to join. And there's one more name being tossed around with, he's just going by Chompa now.
0: Yeah, I saw that too.
1: But um, I just wanted, wanted your thoughts on that. What do you think about Rhea making that turn? Much
0: yeah. <laughs> long awaited. <laughs> I think, I think, it depends on the patience of WWE because if you turn somebody a billion times like they did, you know, Big Show or, or Kane or Mark Henry, it doesn't mean anything after a while. So, you know, they've turned, you know, Rhea came up to the roster as a heel. She turned face and now she's turning heel again. Um, they got to make it stick, they got to write it out, even if it doesn't catch on right away. Um, and I think like you said, I think absolutely she could fit in that vein of just a a badass woman that comes to the ring and destroys people and eventually, you know, fans will get behind her because they want to be the you know, they want you to be the monster they cheer for. And um Yeah, exactly. Or even like, you know, back in the day before he shaved his head with weird ways and joined control your narrative, Braun Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's you know, they you know, fans want that. They like that that dominant, you know, that dominant athlete that, you know, especially when they're charismatic as hell, like like Rhea Ripley is and you know, not unattractive. I mean, she's a she's a beautiful woman. Um, and so there's there's a lot of benefits and there's a lot of things that can play out, but they just have to have the patience to, to let it play out. Um, I,
1: I think a lot and, of men like her because of the way she carries herself. She carries herself well, she carries her yeah, her, her, her sexuality well, she knows how to how to get that yeah. point across to where a lot of men are very, very interested in seeing seeing Ripley, and, yeah, you know, and, and once they do that, they can see the talent she puts off. Like I, I've said it yeah. before, and I'll say it again, if I was to start a wrestling promotion, the first woman I'd hire would be Rhea Ripley, without yep. a doubt. But, yeah. this type, like you said, we'll have to see how this goes. Hopefully they don't blow their wad too much. They, they make it a slow burn. Her first feud will obviously be with Liv Morgan, but yeah, I can see her being a, a women's champion by the end of the year, whether it's on SmackDown or Raw.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think I think they'll prime her up and get her ready to be a big challenge for Bianca Belair. But like I said, they just they have to have patience with it. They can't they can't just throw her in there, you know, in, in a month and expect it to be a successful program. Um, you know, they need to build her up as a credible challenger and a, you know, a dominant heel. Um, not that it will take a whole lot, but but at the same time, you know, she's been and you know, dicking around in tag teams for so long that I think people have forgotten, you know, what she's truly capable of in the ring, and um, you know, it's it's she just needs to be reestablished and 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 um, you know, given that opportunity to shine and um and and really, you know, I think to be with Edge would be would be a great boon for her. I, I, I wanted to mention, I, I really love that uh, that Edge called uh, Damian Priest his punishment, um, you know, just because his indie name was Punishment Martinez. I thought yeah. that was a nice little nod.
1: Yeah, um, I, I noticed that too. That was pretty yeah,
0: cool. Yeah, that was pretty clever. Um, you know, Edge is Edge is doing stuff that you know I don't think any of us ever thought we would see. And like I said, I'm glad he's not just back. You know, being the Rolling Stones playing the oldies. Um, you know, he's he's reinventing himself, and I think it's it's more intriguing than than having you know one of our favorites just come back just to come back. Um, well,
1: I, th- I think it'll be cool, like you said. He's tick calling Daniel's punishment. If he got really mm-hmm. rippling the group, he could call her his brutality and then could yeah. chomp in there. That could be his psycho killer. I mean, I could see yeah. that being, I mean, if, they, if they worded that all around, I think, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. It'd be
0: like the, you know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be, it would be a really cool, uh, really cool gimmick. And I think, I think it plays out with Edge, you know, challenging and maybe finally winning a world title since his return. But I could also see him not being interested in that. Um, you know, he. I don't think he needs a title to solidify himself as one of the greatest in the business, um, but but I could see him, you know, playing this all the way through to its conclusion, where he's just, you know, he's leading an unstoppable force. Um, you know, it, it could it could play out that way. It could, like I said, it could play out completely differently. We'll see what happens. Um, back to Cody real quick. I did want to mention. Um, I think it was at Fox or one of the upfronts um, for television, uh, you know, Roman Reigns was the poster boy for SmackDown and Cody was the poster boy for Raw. Um, Yeah. He's
1: like, he's like listed as the number one baby face, I think. Yeah.
0: I can't, I I mean, like, I'm, I'm happy that it's happening. Don't get me wrong about that. I just can't believe that it's happening. It just, it still seems surreal to me to, to have Cody, you know, back in WWE and have him being, you know, in such a prominent role when it was, you know, during this entire contract negotiation, it was, oh, he's just going to go back and be stardust, mid-card for life. Like, no, he, he just got elevated in a way that he'd never been elevated before. Um, you know, especially in Vince McMahon's eyes, which is what matters more than anything else in WWE. Yeah. Um, so. I mean,
1: Like we said, we get the, you get the machine behind you, which is basically Vince. Yeah. There's no there's no, there's no stopping where you're going to go. Roman Reigns right now is full bore yeah. right in the middle of it. Yeah. But I, I
0: see, you know, uh, Go ahead.
1: Yeah, Ricochet too is another one. He's he's listed as like the number two baby face behind Drew McIntyre on SmackDown, which is you know, this new push of his, I hope that it continues. I, I'm yeah. a real big fan of Ricochet. He does yeah. amazing things in that ring. He can tell a good story, so I'm glad that they're finally giving him something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like like we talked about. I mean, this is a guy that is, you know, has these acrobatics that he can do. Um, but he can also tell a story without having to do them. And I think that makes him extremely, extremely valuable to, to WWE. Um, and I know I, I crapped on the graphics, uh, you know, the, uh, the big entrance graphics when we were talking about WrestleMania, I have to say, I really enjoy fight nights. Um, you know, the Seamus, Bridge Holland, and, um, uh, but <laughs> i like <laughs> yeah. i like their uh i like their graphic um it's really the only one i enjoy um you know roman looks like a creepy statue and and becky's is just weird looking and uh but anyway they need to get rid of the pigeons that fly out when
1: riddle kicks off oh, flip flops. that yeah. that is the stupid <laughs> that's still just uh, i mean it doesn't so, bother me that much but it's still something's like it's unnecessary
0: so that that got me thinking about something well not not really his flip-flops per se but um you know obviously they're a super team they're not going to stay together forever um you know they might play it out for for the long term but but eventually uh there's going to be a turn there and i think because everyone's expecting it to be orton i think it's going to be What what do you think about that
1: you know i could i could see that happening orton you know is having so much fun he's the one that's called Riddle his his really only friend in WWE. Mm-hmm. I can see that being a major betrayal if if Riddle turned. It would freshen up his character. Not not that I don't enjoy his character now. Yeah, It could certainly put him uh, in in another stratosphere. I mean, that's an interesting take. I didn't really. Yeah, I could definitely go the other way with Riddle being the yeah. heel and, and Orton being the face.
0: Yeah, I think I mean, and Orton's not traditionally a good face, but he's he's definitely. I think him pairing him with Riddle was just is really brought out a side of him that, you know, we haven't seen since he did the splits in the air that one time. <laughs> I and, saw that on uh,
1: Facebook the other the other day. Just you <laughs> reminded me of that. People in the front row are just like, "Whoa, what the hell's he doing?"
0: <laughs> it was the most random thing, um, you know. And, and like I said, you know, we we've done a, we've done an episode on Randy Orton. If if you get a chance to go back and listen to it, that was one of my favorite episodes we've done. Um, the guy's just, you know, he's it's familiarity breeds contempt and you know, I think people take for granted how great of a professional wrestler he is just because he's on TV every week. Um, you know, I think, you know, yeah. when the day comes that he's gone, we're going to reflect on his career and go, man, that guy was awesome. Um, but, uh, obviously I'm, I'm hoping that that time doesn't come anytime soon. Uh, 20, 20, years in the business is a lot, but, but he seems to be still going strong in WWE. Yeah. Um, I saw also, uh, you know, a favorite of ours, Bray Wyatt. Uh, you know, I guess there's talk of him returning, but the, I've heard the price tag is extremely high. Have you seen that, Jesse? Yeah, I
1: have. Um, but it's like, who, where, where's he going to go? I mean, I'm not WWE released team, but like you said, with Vince McMahon looking more, I think he's looking more now. AEW is going mm-hmm. to be some competition for him, and that he needs to really think about. Yeah. I'm not really mad about all the releases that have happened. Some of them didn't make any sense, but then some of them like they need to lighten up the roster to make room for new newcomers coming in. So yeah. I get I get what they're trying to do, and I don't feel so bad because these guys have other places they can go now.
0: Yeah, room, no.
1: So. watch what we've talked about before. Some of the releases yeah. though, like Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, I just I think they really dropped the ball on those. But a yeah. lot of them didn't did make sense. And I'm thinking with uh, with Vince now, he's starting to look at that maybe he shouldn't have got rid of bray wyatt yeah it could be they, they they do match his price tag if he's willing to to deliver for them or he just pulls a complete 180 and goes elsewhere i mean it's, yeah he's a very strange character even in real life so to know where he's gonna go is it's, it's anybody's guess
0: yeah absolutely i agree um and really what you were just talking about really sparked a thought in my mind is, is you know at the end of the day like i said you know earlier there's there's no loyalty in this like you know, those contracts aren't guaranteed, um, you know, and WWE has to do what's best for WWE. At the end of the day, they're still going to be, you know, a gigantic corporation. Um, but at the same time, you know, even with our employer, you know, with Target, uh, you know, you know, things turn bad. You know, they're going to start looking for people to cut. Yep. Um, and, you know. That's we, what we they don't... did in
1: 2000, 2013 when they cut certain departments and now they're yeah. just now bringing them back because they're in yeah. their financial situation again
0: absolutely. I mean, there's no guarantee that, that it'll be like that forever. And, you know, it's, it, I know it's, it strikes a uh, chord of injustice with some people that, you know, oh, it's, how are they going to release people during a pandemic? And, and, you know, I can agree to that to a certain extent, like, um, but at the same time, like, at the end of the day, this is a, you know, a crowd based business. And yeah. you have no crowd. Uh, you know, like I said, they'll make money despite themselves. But, but at the same time, it's not like it was inhumanitarian. Like, I mean, these people have, for the majority, found a, found a soft landing. And, and really, even going back to another point you made about Keith Lee and Karen Cross, uh, my God, man, I would have paid to see them face Gunther um, you know, at least once. Um, oh, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I don't like the way that both of them were reinvented on the main roster, but, but I think they still both could have put on a banger with Gunther that would have kept him out of that, that main event title picture for a while. Um, and and really you know really would have made both of them look tougher by comparison um, but you know obviously that opportunity is gone for now it doesn't mean forever but uh, you know Keith Lee seems to be happy with what he's doing in, in, in aew and carrying crosses and control your narrative so he's got a hundred people to entertain every night and um, I
1: still don't understand that control your narrative I, I've I've looked into it and I'm like what what exactly because a lot of their roles are almost counterproductive to what they what they're saying they are
0: yeah i think i think it's an old it's like an old jim heard type of idea like oh less i mean it's kind of what we just talked about it's a it's a less is more approach like we're not going to do suicide dives we're not going to do tope suicidas we're not going to do um i don't remember what all Well, i think it was destroyers and super kicks and things like that and it's it's just to stand out and to be different and and to have you know and, and, and in retrospect, I understood what Jim Hurd was talking about. It's like, okay, you don't allow people to jump over the top rope or whatever. Like, then it actually means something when they do it. Um, and, and I get that. I get less is more. But at the same time, uh, there's so many people that are, and I hate this phrase, problematic in that on that roster that I, I really just – I have no interest in supporting it or, or, or you know, and if people like it, that's great. But um, – you know i think they're trying to make make their own way and you know I, I for their sakes i hope they succeed but as i said you know there's there's definitely some some people there that uh, i think probably wouldn't have gotten a job if there wasn't a control your narrative but um uh, obviously you know that is what it is but uh yeah it's, it's definitely not drawing um, but they probably draw more than we do so i can't really say too much
1: It just seems like control your narrative. I mean, they're, they're wanting people to maybe have a little bit more free will, but then again, you're taking away what somebody's narrative could be. So that's what I mean. We're, yeah, it seems counterproductive. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the same, you know, idea that we've seen, you know, play out in our own, you know, in our own society with, you know, I want free speech, but only if it's, if you agree with me. Yeah. Um. You know, and it's it's that that type of idea, and and unfortunately, that's becoming more prevalent in our society where it's so tribal. And um. You know, I think, I think you know we we're losing sight of you know freedom, what freedom really is. Um. So, that, I'll get off my soapbox. I apologize. But, <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so, uh, Jesse, do you have anything else you want to talk about, or where do you put a cap on this one?
1: No, I mean. Talking about, about CM Punk, he's had one loss since he's been in AEW against mm-hmm. MJF. I think they're priming him for a world title run. I think he will be the one, actually, now that I think about it. I, I know I always talked about it being... Um, MJF? Yeah, Omega, when, oh, when, yeah. when he comes back. But yeah. I think it's going to be Punk. I think Punk's going to be the one because a lot of people... I mean, he's put on great matches, but they haven't really been impressed with the way he's... Come, he hasn't really come off as as... A champion of somebody who's, who's going to carry it for months like omega did yeah um people are already kind of growing tired of his act so yeah. it could be a way to, to freshen him up to lose the title i think it's it's going to go to punk i don't expect a long reign out of punk no. but uh, i could definitely see him being the one to take the title i i think it's it's probably the right time to maybe get a little more eyes on the product and then he yeah will maybe lose the title and start to really put over a, a, other talents
0: yeah, I mean, and like you said, he's he's your biggest star at this point. I mean, that's that's. I mean, whether he's homemade or not is is not really relevant to the fact that he's the biggest star on the roster. And um, you know, to not the the money matches are are, you know, Punk and Omega, Punk and uh, Brian Danielson, Punk and John Moxley, Punk and you know, there's all these oh, guys. so many
1: great matchups, man. I mean, just yeah. just what you said alone. I mean, they've taken place in WWE before, but. It's yeah. like they're going to they're going to have a little more leeway mm-hmm. being being in WWE that they didn't have in
0: WWE. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the AEW gives them the freedom to, you know, tell these stories the way they want to. To you know, and like I said, you know, I think Tony Khan is taking a more active, you know, role as far as taking over booking, and there's not as much freedom as there was, but they still have uh, a you know a lot more input than they had in WWE, and I think. You know, I think that's going to make for, you know, better performances, you know, by letting the performers dictate their own action. Um, and, you know, like I said, I've, I've really enjoyed Brian Danielson's run so far. I've, I've enjoyed Punk's run. And then, um, you know, John Moxley's been doing great ever since he got, got to AEW. Um, but um, we can but... see
1: him to make a return to WWE. I mean, I think Moxley yeah. could possibly at some point, if he sees how Cody's being booked, Mm-hmm. and and if they let him just be john moxley not let him go back to being dean ambrose but still establish the history that he's had with with roman and rollins i think it could yeah. be it could be great if he went back but you know i mean yeah. time will tell on that one
0: yeah i think i think like we talked about earlier i think it's it's a never say never proposition um you know i don't i don't see punk ever coming back um, no i don't see Punk but, returning. but but at the same time you know any 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 other name on that roster that has gone through wwe that's been in AEW, i'm not going to say you know they're never going back now like i'm sure you know jericho is a businessman um you know moxley's a big uh, you know moxley uh, he kind of can go either way i think he's got enough faith in himself that he thinks he can do it without the machine and, and that's fine um and then, you know, with Danielson, I think he goes back eventually to be, you know, a Hall of Famer and, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, he didn't leave with any acrimony. It was, a, you know, it was a, just a, it was the right time for him to go try something else. And and WWE wasn't going to give him that freedom to, to do the things that he wanted to do. So it was just it was time for a change for him. And, and I think it's really uh, been a blessing to, you know, those of us that enjoy his work to see him you know, almost every week, uh, come out and, and put on really entertaining matches. Yeah. Uh, So, but yeah, like I said, I, I, like you talked about earlier, never say never, because at the end of the day, you know, uh, it's, it's a money, it's a money thing. It's a business thing. And there's just, there's really no predictability to it. Um, I don't think anybody last week would have said, I think Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter. Um, but he did. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, you just, you just don't ever know, um, you don't ever know, we, and we we said this a thousand times on this show. Money talks, and you know if if the money's there, if it's right for these guys, I think, you know, they're at least going to glance at it a couple of times. Um, you know, they might not say yes to the offer, but they're definitely going to consider it. So,
1: well, and like, like we talked about the money thing, even Tony Khan, smart businessman, I think he sees the benefit of having Punk as as world champion. You know, he got his run out of, out of Hangman Page, well deserved yeah. run, but at yeah. this point. You wanna bring more eyes onto your product, you wanna to go to a more well known, more established guy like Punk, who's going to bring in may- maybe a little bit more of the fan base. He, you know, it's it said that, you know, that the numbers rose when when he came. They've died off a little bit, but I think with him yeah. being a champion that can that can spark some interest again as him being the one to to be yeah. re- throwing page and, and and have a good run and and I don't know. I, I just think it's the right time to yeah. put it on punk and even logistically Logistically speaking, I think it's the right time.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that actually. I mean, I, I wasn't really keen on that idea to begin with. Um, you know, I don't like seeing, you know, you know, quote unquote ex WWE guys come in and take the ball, but but also at the same time, like you said, he was away for seven years. He built that interest <laughs> for seven years. Um, you know, he hasn't been a WWE quote unquote guy for seven years. Um, you know, this is this is him, you know finishing out his legacy and, and, and doing it in a way that he wanted. Um and so I think if he if he wants to run with the ball he, he will and, and if he doesn't, he's gonna put over Hangman in a way that makes him look like a million bucks. Um, but like I said, I think the money, the, the 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 things that you're gonna get people to pay to watch on television is, is are those matches we talked about earlier. Um you know. and, and
1: Punk can only have one reign, which is fine. But I think he's yeah. I think I think it was promised to him. Honestly, I think Tony Khan told him, you know, you'll get at least one world title reign. And, and I, think, I think this could be the spot where he does, he yeah. does get that one, one. I just, to me, I mean, from what I've seen, I just think, I just think they're they're going to pull the trigger on it.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that you know syncs up perfectly with, you know, by the time MJF is done with this Wardlow feud, I'm sure they'll throw something else in front of him. And then you know maybe this time next year we're talking about MJF versus Punk for the title. Um, and that's the, that's the out, that's the, you know, that's the, circ- you know, their story coming full circle and, you know, and it's, it's punk dropping that title to a guy that he's trying to help make. Um, yeah. He's, he's the only guy that he's lost to. So they could build that story. You know,
1: you've only been beaten once. Yeah. And it was by me kind of deal. Yep. Even though it was yep. by hook or by crook, it's still a victory. So,
0: yep, absolutely. Yep. Your, your records, your record is what it says it is. So, know. Uh, you know, that's that's the situation there is, you know, he whether he won, you know, by cheating or didn't, you know, it's still right now they're tied at one one. So that, that that rubber match should be for the title, you know, like I said, further on down the road. But um, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. And, uh, I think I think I'm uh, about ready to tap out, Jesse. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. I mean,
1: uh, next week, I would like for us to do the WrestleMania backlash preview. Yeah, and Maybe a little bit more uh, interesting stories that maybe happen this way, and then if okay. you want, maybe the week after that we can do the
0: the long-awaited Diamond Dallas Page <laughs> retrospective. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. I think I think that sounds like a plan. So uh, you know, keep staying tuned. Tell your friends about us. Uh, obviously, you know, my my little piece before we we sign off here is to just to ask you to please, please, please go on to iTunes and you know t- give a review. I don't really care what it says. You can tell us that you like you know chicken salad um you know it doesn't matter what you say just as long as you put a five-star review on there uh you know it'll help us with our, our algorithm and it'll bring more attention to the show and, and jesse and i do this for free there's no commercials there's never going to be a paywall um you know we, we just do this for fun and um you know we want to be able to do it to the biggest audience that we can and and really you know increase our our voice in wrestling
1: and even going back on that, if there's something that our listeners want us to specifically talk about, yeah, maybe absolutely. they'd like to hear our two cents on, let it let us know. Let us know on our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, and, and we will definitely we'll discuss anything that anybody wants to hear from us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean it's it's a community and and you know, we wanna we wanna be, you know, a voice for that, but we don't, you know, it doesn't have to be what we think. Uh, obviously you know we're gonna have differences of opinion between the two of us and, and you know you people listening might not have agree with me all the time or might not agree with you all the time but 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 I think you know because we engage in these conversations it's just because that we we love the sport of professional or the entertainment, the sport of professional wrestling as much as we do. Um, and I think it, it's a passionate thing. And you know, uh, I don't know about you but I you know I wanna do this and I wanna uh, I wanna to continue to be you know, I want to be a opinion maker for, for, for sports entertainment or wrestling. Um, and, you know, and, um, so, you know, any, any help help that we can get doing that will be just fantastic. Um, and then, uh, uh you know, we want to control our own narrative. So, <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> all right, Jesse, I'll let you sign off and you have a great vacation, my friend.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. We'll be back, um, hopefully next Friday to go over, you the, uh, WrestleMania Backlash lineup that is happening on Sunday. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some more news on Double or Nothing. We could, it's more about that, which I think is coming up. Uh, remind me again when's that coming up? That event.
0: Double or Nothing is in uh, is Memorial Day weekend.
1: Okay, so that'll be
0: that'll be a month from now. So, but
1: we'll still see that card continue to build up. Uh, yeah, throughout the month. So, uh, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, make smart decisions that are that are good for you and we will see you back here
0: next friday all right sounds good goodbye everybody bye everybody